Alternative Radio. Episode, Missy and I are talking about leaving the past. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Another episode of On Finding Peace. This is the podcast where Missy and I talk about uh, daily tips and things that you can do to find your peace in life, regardless of what's happening throughout your life. So today we're going to be talking about our past and how we can leave that past, and um, we'll see where this discussion takes us. Yeah, I'm excited. How are you doing? I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, as I was kind of telling you, things have been kind of like very quiet and, and peaceful in a good way, but lots of information is coming at me. And so uh, um, definitely taking that information and, and um, learning how to make sure that we're going forward with it and um, not bringing mm-hmm. the past things into the future. So I thought today would be a great time to to discuss that. And hopefully our listeners are, you know, I'm sure they can all relate. I'm certain that everyone can relate. Yeah. yeah. How about yourself? Well, we all have a past. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> um, doing okay. Uh, working on some health issues, but other than that, doing pretty good. Enjoying the summer. Um, getting a little touch of the heat wave. Nice. But uh, I really do feel for those in the West who aren't used to the heat. Um mm-hmm. At least the heat wave that I have right now is pretty normal for this area at this time of the year. So um, I can't really complain. But, um, yeah, I got family out in Oregon and, you know, they're seeing 100 some degrees when it's normally in the 60s and 70s. So, yeah, so it's pretty tough for them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, we see if you're watching this on YouTube, then you see who's inside and who's outside because I'm not going to be out there <laughs> melting. And uh, Chris is actually I hear his birds chirping in the background overlooking the water and a beautiful scenery outside. Yes, I, I am outside only because I have a large fan just off camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on high speed. Yeah. Not so without without the hair, you can't see my hair moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but it it is it's doing its job. Uh, yeah. If it weren't for that, I would be inside as well. And yeah, yeah, I can't blame so. you. It's been mm-hmm. gross out. Yeah. Well, so so what do you what is your take on the past, Chris? Do you think that uh, you find a lot of your clients they have uh, the uh, uncanny knack of of reliving it over and over again? Oh yeah, and uh, and I did too. I mean that, that was one of the things that I struggled with and do here and there. But yeah, a good majority of my clients, especially those who are talking about dealing with uh, anxiety and stress. You know, I, I typically start with where is that anxiety or stress? Is that in the past or in the future? Hmm. Um, because one of those two places is where it's going to exist. And I think what I find 
most often is, you know, the people who are dwelling in the past and seem to be stuck there can't move beyond what has happened before. So yeah. that that's one of the hard things to work with um, because our mind will keep us where we want it to be. Mm. And sometimes it's easier to stay in the past because it's less work. It may not feel mm. as good. Yeah. But less work in the sense it's already done. You know, I'm, I'm not living it. I'm not actively doing anything with it. I'm just watching it over and over. Mm. So I can sit and watch it and that's a lot easier than saying, so what do you do with it? Right. So even though I may not feel good about it again, it, it's, it's easier to just not feel good about it. Um, and I'll just put up with the not feeling good about it. So do you think that, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say because my impression of, of, of that is really kind of living in a victim mentality, you know, and, and it doesn't always have to be even, you know, uh, negative things that have happened. It can just be, you know, um, something that wasn't pleasant. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't ideal. Right. Yep. Um, but you know, like, you know, whether it's somebody cut us off in traffic or somebody was nasty to us at the store, like, you know, we, we live with things like that, that happens, you know, but like, that's not, uh, that's not a deal breaker for, for, um, for your whole life. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. But I think that if we tend to let those little things go, like those little, uh, nuisances go, then we have a, uh, higher tolerance for the things that have happened that are kind of like huge life events. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that, again, you know, I think that we're all practicing, we're all doing the best that we can with the information and the knowledge that we have. Um, but I think that practicing those little instances helps for us to release those bigger instances um, over time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And to go back to what you're saying with that victimhood, my definition of, of victimhood deals with being not in control of the situation. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in control of the situation, you're a victim to the situation. And when you say situation, it could be person, you know, if, if it's, you know, abuse or whatever. Um, but the moment that you do have some power and control, you're no longer the victim. And that's where I think in living in the past, continues that victimization because we're just replaying over and over a moment in time when there wasn't any control and there was nothing you could do. Mm. But if that is already in the past, it's already over with, well, you now do have control over what to do with it and right how to, you know, face it. So you're no longer a victim, but you're allowing yourself to, continue to relive the times when you were. So have you ever heard the saying, um, uh, our attachment to the outcome is what causes us suffering, right? So mm. when you come across that, that victimhood that you were just kind of describing in the way that you see it, 
uh, that's that rang in my ears. Like if, if we thought we had control over the way that it was going to go, then we're good to go. Right. But when we don't have control, right. Or attachment to the outcome is there, then that's when we suffer. And that's when we become the victim. Um, so like, what do you usually recommend to people? Like how, how do you feel like that's the best way to start to dig your way out of, of that mentality? Well, two things is one, I help them to understand mindfulness, which is what you and I talk about all the time, which is various mm-hmm. ways in the sense of trying to look at what is the purpose of the past. So for me, when I look at mindfulness, it's all about living in the present moment. But we do have a past. And the way I view the past is that it's a reality that has happened. We don't want to minimize that reality. We don't want to deny that reality. All of which are different forms of mental illnesses. You know, we need to stick with reality. And reality is whatever happened to you happened to you. Hmm. but these are the past tense. So the way I view then the past is what can we learn from that past? So we're not going to the past to play all of the what ifs, and we're not going to go into the past to try to find the victim, but let's go in the past and learn from it. So we can then in the present moment, now that, those events are over in the present moment, I can say to myself, so based off of what I learned, what can I do with this? And that's that action piece. See, and if I can take action, again, I'm not the victim. I don't have to go back to the past because I can actually do something today based off of what I learned from that past that hopefully gives me a growth, you know, for the future. Mm. Do you think that, uh, we grieve and don't realize that we're grieving over whatever the instance was and we grieve for too long we don't let go um because we don't know how to become neutral about something that we're grieving over i I think that that hits a, a huge point because what i think many people don't realize is grief happens anytime there's a loss Hmm. So, you know, I think many times we, we look at grief as what we feel when we lose something that we cherished. But grief really comes when we lose anything. You know, even when I talk to my clients who are dealing with addiction, you know, if you're in recovery, there is periods of grief of losing that addiction life. You know, and people mm. might say, well, that's weird because that wasn't a, a healthy life. There were a lot of problems granted, but it was still your life. Yeah. And, it, and it's also uh, partial like identity. Like that's mm-hmm. who we, you know, believe that we are or think that we are. Um, again, the the suffering, right. And the, the attachment to that outcome um, kind of goes back to a loss because like you have a mm-hmm. goal, you have a dream, you have a, 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 a perceived outcome that you think that it's going to be. And then when you're not, you know, getting what you want, then there's a loss. Like, you know, um, recently I have had two clients who um, I've parted ways with and um, 
And it's great, honestly. I mean, like, I know it's all working out for my benefit. And I say it's great because um, I'm able to remain neutral about it. Like, there's no mm-hmm. sense of loss. There's no worry about the con- the concern of, what, well, that money's going to be gone. And actually, I've had so much more time on my hands. Like, I'm actually <laughs> gaining so much from this that I have no worry or focus on a loss. And there's no grief period. Um, I mean, I don't want to say because I did for just a minute, like, oh, gosh, well, my unworthiness feelings came up and were like, well, there's something Mm. wrong with me. And then I went, wait a minute. No, I'm already successful, not because I have things or because I have money or or anything like that. But I'm already a success because I feel that way here. I feel that way internally. So people giving me money doesn't make me successful. Me having Mm -hmm. so many amount of clients doesn't make me successful. I am successful because I say I'm successful. And, and I think that those beliefs of who they were as addicts, right? They're, they lose their identity. They lose who they are. Mm-hmm. So there's that sense of loss as well. Yeah. And anything that, that then happened in the past, um, you know, that is something that you lived, you know, whether it was a, a long period, say a, of some sort of childhood issues or abuse or short periods. You know, and it doesn't matter because these are things that you lived and and you're going to have feelings from that. So grief is important. And, and that's where I think some people stay stuck there. Just as you were saying is, is one, they don't realize you're grieving. So it's hard to kind of overcome sure. something you don't even know you're doing. Um, or, again, it, it's easier to stay stuck even if the stock is not healthy or, or feels ideal. Right. Well, so I think at the end of the day that, you know, it, it's a story, right? Our past is a story. We've, we tell mm-hmm. ourselves, I, I heard, um, Keith Kochner is, is a author of a book called, um, I know it's going to draw a blank on me now, but I'll, I'll think of it. Anyway, Keith Kochner, look him up. I, uh, the exchange. That's the name of the book. Ah, really good is. little book. Very, um, very mindful book. And um, basically what he says is that events happen to everybody, whether it's divorce mm-hmm. or, you know, even abuse or, or things of that nature. events happen to everybody. But the people that look at it a different way are the ones that can move forward from that event. Right. You know, because yep. if we get stuck in our, our victimhood, then we're going to look at it one way. If we're stuck in an accountability, then we're stuck in a, a we're, we're looking at it a different way. We have a different perception of it. And um, I think that that's extremely important to, to look at. You can't always see an accountability in certain things. Like I would not be able to, as a child, having been molested, I have no way to look at that as, how was I accountable for that? I wasn't flirting. You know, I was four years old. I, I didn't have that, you know. However, I can look at it in accountability on how do I perceive the situation? How do I look at mm-hmm. it? I, I take my power back when I see that as, as just a situation that happened. I don't have to see it as good or bad. And, and not everybody is there yet. And I understand that and respect yep. that. And I'm going to tell you that years it took me to get to that point. Um, mm-hmm. And forgive and love and, 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 you know, just look at it as just a thing, a story that I tell about something that happened when I was younger. Um, and I won't even say it happened to me at this point because 
that mm. indicates that victimhood still, yep. right? So it's something that happened, period. Um, but it, I think that it's just those little shifts in perception over time, right? That, mm -hmm. that have you take that mountain and move it one dirt pile at a time to a different location and, and even out of your head, you know, yeah. uh, where, where your ego doesn't tell you you're not worthy because of it or, or that there's something wrong with you or that you're broken and you need to be fixed. Um, and I think that's important to just recognize in your words how you're telling the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. And and it does take a while, uh, you know, to be able to shift that perspective, yeah. you know, and and it as with everything, you know, I don't put timelines, you know, and I've always had the clients. Well, how long will this take? <laughs> That's up to you. It is. Yeah. You know, it's it's. You know, because they always want, like, well, isn't there a book that tells you, you know, it should take X amount? It's like, no. Um, it does take years, especially when I'm dealing with some of, um, you know, my clients who do look, have trauma. And the, and the more trauma for a long period of time that you've gone through is going to take a bit longer. Yeah. But it is all about really refocusing to saying I have the ability right now to make choices yeah. and I have the ability right now to not be that victim. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I think one of the things, you know, is to come to that realization that, you know, it wasn't my fault. There was nothing I could have done. And, you know, I hear a lot about that, you know, piece of guilt. Well, Maybe I should have done something different. Maybe I should. No, you, you got to get away from those pieces and start saying you had no control then, but you have control now. So what are you going to do with your life now? Yeah, I have uh, some clients and, and um, people in my life who say, you know, like their mom might say certain things about them. And I'm just using moms as an example. Right. And they say, well, that's my mom. But that's my mom. You know, she should love me. She should do all these things. But I think that mom has a story, right? And mom is only doing with the information that she has as well. But what are you saying about you? Are you saying that whatever mom says about you is valid? Or are you saying whatever you say about you is valid? And, and it's funny because when I was in my darker period in life, I began to start listening to affirmations and, you know, I had people mm -hmm. laughing like not, you know, sweetly, you know, Oh, isn't that cute? Oh, honey, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, and it felt so foreign. It's, it felt mm -hmm. alien to me that I was listening to something, trying to tell myself that I'm a good person, that I'm, that I'm smart and, and attractive and, and things of that nature. And um, then I started to believe it over time. Yep. Like that repetition of hearing those things for me gave me the confidence to believe that's what I was and that's who I was. And um, so people can laugh if they want. It's okay, you know, And because some people are just born confident. And, and, and um, I had to work at confidence. I had to work at being able to be on camera and feel good about myself and mm -hmm. not body shame and, and those kind of things. And um, so what I'm trying to get at is 
start telling yourself a different story. Start believing those things in yourself because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what anybody else has said or done to you. It's it's all what's going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's that other piece that we do have control over. And for some people that takes a, a lot of convincing, but we do have control over our thoughts. Right. And just because a thought pops into your head doesn't mean it's true and doesn't mean that you have to entertain it. So, so there's a saying, I, I went to a transformational school and I love this teacher specifically said, um, and I, I will try to bleep my words, but, um, you know, usually it's your ego saying things that are not nice about you. Right. And so mm-hmm. you say, thank you for caring. And then you put your middle finger up at them and say, F you for sharing. Right. Because really that's that. I mean, and then you laugh at it. You're like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny. Right. But you, you don't have to buy into that. That that's not something that you have to buy into, especially if it doesn't make you feel good. And that's typically how I feel like most people end up in a, a darker place is because they are buying into uh, the ego's voice. Yeah. And unfortunately, when we play into that, many people are convinced that what they're hearing or what they're saying to themselves um, is the truth. Mm. And they can't get beyond that. Um, and really the best technique because I, I go with the learning theory is repetition yeah. so i i like the the affirmations and yeah. it is unfortunate that many people find it hilarious it and I, I know cute. <laughs> well saturday night live had the parody of that you know for a while um yeah. i think back in the 80s or whatever and uh so that that's how people look at it but it's true you know if we're going to believe what we're told in the negative about ourselves, why would that not be true in the opposite? So, you know, if the thought pops into my head that, you know, I'm stupid, why is it that I believe that I'm stupid? Hmm. So wouldn't then the opposite be true that if I keep saying in the affirmations over and over, I'm smart, I'm smart, that eventually I'm going to believe that in the same way that I was believing I'm stupid. You know, and and you bring up such a good point that I really want to touch on this because, you know, um, and and people have probably heard Tony Robbins say this, but this has helped me extremely in my life as well is what kind of questions are you asking yourself? Like if you're asking your questions like, why am I so stupid? Then your brain wants to be right and it wants to find reasons that you're stupid. So like you made a mistake, you maybe missed the the equation, uh, you got it wrong, you know, bad test grades, whatever it was, you know, those were reasons to answer that questions like, see, you are stupid because you want to be stupid. This is what we're showing you. But if you ask questions like, how can I be successful? Then you find like, oh, look, I, I just put my flower box together. Yay, um, that's a success. Or I made dinner and I didn't burn it. Yay, that's a success, right? And you ask the right questions and you'll start to see that you're getting the good answer, the answers that you want mm-hmm. that will fulfill you, that will make you happy, that will put you at peace. Yeah, you know, and it goes back to, and I think we've said this before on the podcast, but I, I know I've written about this, that, you know, we're going to receive what we think. So mm-hmm. the more that we think in, in the negative, 
we're going to start receiving the negative because Amen. our perception is going to become negative. Yeah. So the world around us is all going to become negative. And the opposite is true. If I'm always looking for the positives in me, then I'm going to see the positives in the world. Yeah. And that that's that's where the law of attraction comes comes from. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. And so and we are all energy, everything that happens around us. That's how you draw those people to you. So like attracts life, you're mm -hmm. like attracts like if you're if you're thinking negative, you're going to attract negative things or people or circumstances and vice versa. Yep with the positive right and so look if you can look at it instead of bad or wrong or or right and good you can you can make a correction right don't judge it just make mm -hmm. a correction because that correction will help you get back onto the path of of drawing in the things that you really want in your life right and for me that correction is i explained in my client session one that I'm not going to use those words, good, bad, yeah. right, wrong. Yeah. Because who am I to judge somebody else? Mm -hmm. But what we're going to use is healthy and unhealthy. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, In my mind, that's not a judgment because I'm always asking them what's healthy for you. Yeah. You know, because again, everybody's different. So there might be something that say they're doing that they're, you know, it's like, well, this really is healthy and explain to me why it's healthy. Um, that, you know, maybe I, I would think to myself, well, that's not what I would do, but. Well, and that's what coaching is. Coaching is not telling them what you would do, right? Coaching is nope. telling them what they, is finding out and drawing out of them what they would do. You know, education is actually from the word educar, which means to draw out. And so that's mm -hmm. what coaches really do is draw out of you what you already know is best for yourself. Um. And, and one more quick thing is when you're doing all these things, just remain open. Just keep open to how it's supposed to happen. That way you're not suffering to, you know, attaching yourself to an outcome and suffering if it doesn't go your way. You just have to be right. open to the best thing that's going to happen for you. And, and it will. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, all, all definitely important topics because now we've got the perception and, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, how I see things is how it is. So if you don't like it, then change it. Yeah. Easier simple. said than done, but it's doable. It's simple. It's so easy. Let that be your <laughs> mantra. Let it be easy because, you know, we, we all, if we think it's challenging, again, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. Yeah. But if we think it's going to be easy, then it, be it's easy. like, yeah, a ni hot knife with, through butter. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Which just took me over to English muffins for some reason. Yum. There must be lunchtime <laughs> there, huh? <laughs> no, I just ate. That, that's why it's it's a little scary that I uh -huh. went to more food. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for everything today, Chris. It was a great conversation. Yes, yes, it was, and uh, I, I hope you can stay cool. And um, it was uh, really good to look at how do we move beyond that past and not to stay stuck with it. Um, Absolutely. So you know, we definitely encourage everybody if, if you like, uh, you know, what you hear to share this on social media, share it with your friends, leave us comments. You know, what do you like? What 
don't you like? Um, what topics would you like us to talk about? Because uh, even though we pick topics that seem like things we want to talk about, um, we'd like to talk about what you want to talk about. So yeah. we appreciate any and all feedback and uh, have a great day. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>